my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy holidays, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. How's everyone's December going? You got your tree up yet? Got your stockings hung up? Speaking of stockings, I have to go out and buy a new stocking because we have a new family member. Well, actually, she's not new-new. She did join the family on January 5th of 2019. However, this is Liesl, my hamster's first Christmas. I already got stuff to put in her stocking. It's been the tradition that I've usually gotten these little letter, you know, red and green letters to put on the stocking. However, over the years, the hot glue that I've used causes the letters to be kind of weird, wonky, and so I ended up, I actually think I want to redo all the stockings because um, what I ended up doing when the letters started falling up and missing from mine and Jeremy's stocking, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to go out, buy a couple stockings. I got some, like, glue and this drew our names and then put, like, some sparkly Wait, no, I think it, there's like a gold glitter pen that it came with. It, just, it does not look good. So I might redo all the stockings and hope that I can find some like reddish green glitter and do some. I'm not a huge artsy person, but I just thought I really. And if you think about it, if we're moving to Texas next early summer, this could be our last Christmas in this house. And that is just blows my mind. Wow. Anyway, I have the last Christmas episode of Full House. Not the last episode in the Christmas series I'm doing. No, there are two more Christmassy episodes of Fuller House that I need to do. In fact, now that I think about it, Fuller House Season 5 does drop on December 6th. I'm really hoping we get a trailer before then because that would be really, really awesome. The first nine episodes are dropping December 6th and then the rest are going to drop, I believe, sometime in early spring. And I'm, I'm thinking there might be a Christmas episode. If there is, if there is a Christmas episode with this first half of season five, I will definitely cover it. Granted, I'm going to be either watching it from my phone or watching it on the laptop and going, you know, just covering it that way, most likely. I did pre-order season five. No, I did not pre-order season. Season four, which is coming out on DVD around December 17th, so. So let me talk about the Full House Christmas episode I'm going to be covering today. Even though it's not my favorite, it does have a special guest star. 
It's season 8, episode 11, entitled, Arrest, Arrest, Ye Merry Gentlemen. This episode aired on December 13th, 1994. In this episode, Michelle saves up to buy the perfect present for her father for Christmas. Later, Becky buys the same present as a gag gift for Joey. And the whole family laughs at it. Laughs actually has a capital L. <laughs> Michelle forces Jesse to take her to return it on Christmas Eve, but the store clerk won't budge. He presses a button that calls the police after... Jesse insists forcefully. Nikki and Alex are afraid of Santa Claus, which is plot B. Wow, they really dug right into the meat of plot A, <laughs> telling you almost verbatim what happens. This episode's got a 7.1 out of 10, based on 162 ratings. The guest star we have, R.I.P. When did he pass? Okay, so that was over five years ago. Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. He was in a movie, um, I guess if you wanted to maybe call it Christmassy, you could. It's called Boys Town. It's actually, I've seen it a couple times. It serves a young, like maybe 15, 16, 17-year-old Mickey Rooney. And let me tell you, he is a cutie patootie. Even though the film is in black and white, it's such a good movie. I got it in a four-pack with, like, White Christmas and some other couple movies. And it's really good. There's actually a sequel to Boys Town. I can't think of what it is at the moment. And, but he also did a lot of musicals with Judy Garland, who you know plays Dorothy Gale in the Wizard 1939 Wizard of Oz movie. Wait, was it 1939 that Wizard of Oz came out? I'll have to look. This episode was directed by John Tracy, writers Jeff Franklin, and Carolyn... I'm going to butcher this poor lady's last name. Carolyn Omine? O-M-I-N-E. Omine. I'm sorry, Caroline, that I butchered your name. I apologize. Don't hate me. Um... Okay, did you know the title is a parody on the traditional English carol, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen? And we have some user, well, we have a user review. Nine out of time. Uh, I cannot talk today. It is currently 11.36 and I can't talk for some reason. I just woke up like 36 minutes ago. But Power Mandan... Rated this a 9 out of 10. This review was put up April 27th, 2019. So, just this year. This guy, or girl, or, or however he or she identifies themselves, is pretty good with the reviews. I, I tend to like them. He and there's another, was it Taylor Kensington or Kingston or something? That also frequently reviews episodes on IMDb. Mickey Rooney Shines is the title. I like that. I love Christmas episodes. I know I said that about the previous two Full House Christmas episodes, but it never hurts to spread Christmas spirit. You got that right, Power Mandan. Michelle's first Christmas where she buys a present instead of making one. She sees that Becky's gag gift for Joey is the same present she was going to give to her dad. 
Because Danny's like, oh, I see why they call it a gag gif. Blah! Like he sticks his finger in his. Blah! And Michelle, of course, she's got the gif wrapped up, so Danny can't exactly see what it is. And she's just sitting there just in shock, like, oh, my dad's not going to like my gift. And I, oh, I felt bad for her. Um, so Jesse takes her to the knickknack shop to exchange it. The shop owner is a legendary Mickey Rooney. He puts a scare into them by saying he pushed the silent alarm, but the fact is he is just lonely. Yeah, he pushed the silent alarm saying the cops are going to be there any minute to arrest Jesse and possibly Michelle. That they can spend Christmas Eve in jail. The first Christmas episode is about celebrating no matter where you are. The second was about not being selfish. This is about who Christmas is spent with. We get to spend it with the gifted actor we all know and love. Yes. As I said, R.I.P. Mickey Rooney. Now, when I was about Michelle's age, um, we had a thing in school. It was like Santa shop or something to that effect where the teacher would pull like one kid at a time. We'd go down to the gym. It'd be on the stage... Where you could, you know, sh bring a little money from home and you could shop and get your family member or something. And I remember one time, I got my dad this weird little springy thing. And I think it was, it had a magnet on the bottom that I guess was like for picking up nails or something. I bet anything that thing got thrown out. Now that I think about it, because we were going through the basement and stuff with dad stuff and I swear that thing got thrown out a long time ago another time I was like maybe a preteen and I'd always go Christmas shopping with grandma and we'd always go to you know the mall well I don't know if we went to the mall well we went around anyway um we'd always stop to eat somewhere and then we'd go on Thornapple drive and just kind of watch like look at all the houses with lights on anyway we went to this like a bargain bookstore and i got i didn't see that there when we were cleaning out dad's closet in his bedroom so that clearly got chucked um it was a book i figured my dad likes sports he likes baseball here's a book with a um a baseball player on it. Maybe dad will be into it. <laughs> Whether or not he read it, I have no clue. <laughs> but, um, one time I think I was going to shop for my sister Nicole when I was at that school Santa shop thing. And I saw, and this is part of me kind of being selfish or having a selfish thought. 101 Dalmatians puzzle. I kept going back to like, oh, I could get my sister this one little thing and then buy the puzzle for myself. Granted, I didn't do that, but um, it's just, I, I look back on that and thinking, wow, even at like seven or eight or six or seven, I was being a little selfish and thinking, oh, I'll get them this thing and I'll get myself this thing. I, I, I honestly think that little bit of selfishness has, it's still with me a little bit, as in there really should be a cutoff time when I'm buying stuff for myself. The last couple of Black Fridays I went to um, Target and I get like whatever TV show season was for $10. 
And I'm hoping they have, because for the last few years, I've been getting Game of Thrones on Black Friday for like 10 bucks. I'm figuring once I get the entire set, because I think I got five last year, so I gotta get six, seven, and what, eight, part one and two. And I figure once I get them all, I can start watching them. But I remember when I brought them in last time, Jeremy told like, uh, no, 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 you are get you bought these, you're getting them for Christmas. You're not going to watch them now. So he caught on to my little ploy there. I mean, I had been buying some stuff, but I have been putting it in the closet in the computer room for um, Jeremy to give me for Christmas. Um, another thing, when I was young, I would go Christmas shopping with my dad. We'd always go to Old Country Buffet. It was It was right next to the mall. And... The funny thing about this is, is for a long time, my dad would have me wrap my own gifts. <laughs> How crazy. What parent does that, right? My dad did that. Um, I have another story I want to share, but I'm going to wait because I really, I want to get into this episode. I know you guys want to get into this episode. Let's, so real quick, I want to tell you all. The newbies that are listening to the podcast for the first time, you jumped on the Tanner train, the Tanner Christmas train, I might add. I'll tell you real quick how to follow along with the podcast. The Facebook page at Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. Just type either one of them into the search bar. It's Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas, Full House Fuller House Podcast. Instagram is OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod. Twitter is OMHC Full House or Full House Pod. Gmail, if you guys want to send me an audio clip of you talking about whichever episode, I would love to hear about it. If you have opinions or if you just want to send an email. You can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. If you've been listening for a while and you want to show the show some love, you can go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and type in Oh My Lanta or Holy Chalupas. The podcast should come up. I don't know why it doesn't come up under Full House or Fuller House, but it doesn't. And you can leave a review. Now, even though we are still a good five months off from celebrating the anniversary, the one-year anniversary of the Full House Fuller House podcast, I do have a giveaway in mind for that. That's still quite a ways off. So, all right. Let's finally jump into this episode. I want to read the little, where is it here? Michelle and Jesse's attempt to exchange a present turns into a ho-ho-ho. Holiday Adventure. I kind of like that. I think that one was cute. I was just reading the back of the uh, DVD um, case there. Of course, before we get to the actual show, we get to look at the cold open. I'm really interested. Um, One poster that seems to be up above Stephanie's bed, it's not Tommy Page because, you know, she's moved up from her crush of Tommy Page to... This guy, honestly, who he looks like, but I'm pretty sure he's not, is Tommy, the Power Ranger, the Green Ranger, which later became the White Ranger. When I was in sixth grade, that was the biggest thing that people were talking about for a short amount of time is, who's the White Ranger? Who do you think the White Ranger is? It can't be Tommy because he's a Green Ranger. And then it was revealed it was Tommy. It was like, 
Okay. Um, but, I mean, it looks like Tommy, the guy who plays, played Tommy in Power Rangers back in, like, 1993-94. Um, but he's wearing a jacket that's got a lot of patches on it, a white jacket. So, he could, I'm guessing either he's either a rapper or a race car driver, somebody. Someone related, sports related. So Michelle is really excited, and this actually is connected to the main plot of the episode. This is plot A. It's the big time. She's finally old enough where she's saved up her money to be able to buy her dad a real gift. And guys, that is big. I mean, when you go from making a gift for your parent to actually going to a store and picking something out, that is a big deal. She's like, I finally got Dad the perfect gift this year. And he's just like, oh, wow, Michelle. So you finally stepped up from making gifts made out of, out of cereal. Not that I didn't love my Tony the Tiger earrings. Well, that was Stephanie saying, not that I didn't like my Tony the Tiger earrings. So that's kind of cool. She makes uh, stuff out of cereal. I kind of like what Stephanie's wearing here. It's a nice... It looks like poly uh, polyester or silk. It's kind of like a lilac or lavender color, and it's got she's wearing also a black vest over it. It's really nice. I love how the writer threw in a uh, Tony the Tiger reference, and Michelle adds, "Yeah, frosted flakes make great jewelry." DJ adds how she still uses her Rice Krispies retainer container. I'm like. When did DJ wear braces or have a retainer? Maybe a retainer is just something. You think, though, wouldn't you see... Retainer's got, like, the metal bar across your teeth, right? I looked up the definition of retainer. It says, one, a thing that holds something in place. An appliance for keeping a loose tooth, an orthodontic prosthesis, or orthodontically aligned teeth in place. There's also a fee paid in advance to someone, especially an attorney, in order to secure keeping their services when required. A servant or follower of a noble or wealthy person, especially one that has worked for a person or family for a long time. It looks like they've really changed uh, how retainers look. They're like all clear and stuff. And they look like teeth that you just like put onto your uh Attached to your uh, teeth or something. So Kimmy's like, hey, Squirt, where's the great gift? As Michelle pulls it out, and she's so proud of herself. And Kimmy kind of poo-poos on this, and she's like, hey, Squirt, like I said, where's the great gift? And Stephanie and Teacher are like, Kimmy, stomp. And basically what it is, it's a wooden tie that's red. It's got a... Christmas tree on the front and on the bottom of the tie it's got a little holder so you can you know pop a drink in there and I mean this is a great invention and it's got some type of white velcro attached so you can put it you know across your neck and I'm just thinking I mean as cool as that is I don't see myself wearing it not because it looks semi-gaudy it's just the fact that I don't like having things hang around my neck like, at my job, I have to have um, my badge. I have it on a lanyard. And I might 
wear it to go in and clock in, but immediately I'll like take the thing off because I don't like that weight or that feel around my neck. And that thing there with that cup holder and it's made of wood, so you know it's going to weigh at least like two to five pounds. I wouldn't want that like pulling on my neck. My neck is stiff enough as it is, but it's a nice sentiment and it's really Christmassy, which is really cool. It looks like something that you would only, you'd pull it out like during a Christmas party and everything like that. But it's not something that you would wear into Valentine's Day or, or New Year's. And the thing is, before Kimmy opens her mouth and says, hey, Squirt, like I said, where's a great gift? We see all three of the girls, you know, Stephanie and DJ, they all kind of give each other a look like they really, they don't want to hurt her feelings, but it's like, oh, Michelle, you couldn't have found anything better. And the thing is, Michelle went to this little joke shop that's run by Mickey Rooney, where it's probably similar to that of like maybe a five and five and below where basically anything you're looking for is going to be five dollars and under which is probably all she had and it's just basically I mean yeah that's the stuff that you, like if you need to get like a goof gift or something you go there Michelle probably went there and was looking around like what can I get dad because you know they're not going to take her to the mall well I thought they all went to the mall to get gifts. I thought that's where they were going. But anyway, she's a little girl. She's got maybe $5 to spend and stuff like that. And this is 1994, right? Uh, yes, this is the last episode of 1994. And then, of course, DJ's Choice is on January 3rd. So, um... I think in 94 you could kind of stretch five bucks out. I mean, there weren't stores like Five and Below or um, the Dollar Tree. Maybe Dollar Tree and Dollar General might have existed then, but... You know, it's it's the sentiment that counts, really. So Michelle, of course, asks, like, what do you think? And Sammy's like, oh, I've never seen a tie so... And DJ, who's sitting on the floor next to the bed where Stephanie's sitting on the edge of it, DJ kind of elbows Stephanie's knee, like, don't say anything. And Stephanie's like, oh, uh, I've never seen a tie look so stiff. It's a pretty cool invention. I bet there are things out there like that. So DJ just says, don't worry, Michelle, I'm sure Dad's going to love it. And Michelle's like, yeah, I got to wrap it real good so don't Dad won't know what it is. Of course, Michelle goes over to wrap it, and Kimmy's like, yeah, I'll give it to him right now, and he won't know what it is. And Stephanie and DJ are like, Kimmy, stop. And we close out on Michelle wrapping the gift. Let me tell you guys, I am the worst gift wrapper in the world. A hundred percent in the world. But one thing about Quinn, she definitely likes to hang out when either Jeremy or I are wrapping gifts. I think that last year, last year, Jeremy did have to put Quinn outside because she would not stop rolling around on the wrapping paper. It's just, gift wrapping is such a pain in the bum. I remember one time when I was wrapping a gift at Grandma's house 
And she was like, you're not cutting it straight. Because I was cutting the wrapping paper with, like, a, you know, a pair of scissors. She was like, yeah, that's awful. Like, ugh. Yes, I get it. I can't. Does it really matter if I can't cut in a straight line? The wrapping paper isn't going to matter once the gift is, like, open. That's the whole point. The gift wrap goes in the trash. Remember at the end of Home Alone with Aunt Leslie, um, Kevin McAllister's aunt is like, save the wrapping paper and the bows. Save the bows. We'll use them for next year because that's just how Leslie and Frank are. They're people that, like, steal silverware from airlines. <laughs> And keep bows and crinkled, ripped wrapping paper to use for gifts for the following year. This is really, this is a cool shot of um, just the, the city just lit up in red and green Christmas lights. It's really cool. And those bushes that normally sit outside the Tanner house are all lit up in gold lights. Kimmy's house, if that's right next to it, is also lit up in red lights bordering the windows. Also, the house next to, on the other side of the Tanner house, has blue icicle lights. And the Tanner house has the door, above the door frame, and then the windows where you'll see the tree. You can see the tree right there. They have red and green lights bordering the window frame, so that's pretty cool. So, we opened the episode in the kitchen, which a lot of the times I think we usually open in the living room or a bedroom, depending on um, the situation or the storyline. Becky comes in, Danny's sitting at the table, looks like he's got some Christmas cookies. I usually don't make the Christmas cookies, like I've said, jo Joey, <laughs> yeah, I'm married to Joey Gladstone, no, Jeremy <laughs> is usually the one that will make the Christmas cookies. So I'll make like maybe 30 of them and then like a week and a half later they're gone because we're both like eating two at a time. <laughs> it's Christmas, right? I mean, you can feel free to eat in moderation. And there's two of us, so it's not like I'm just sitting there with a giant plastic container of cookies and just shoveling them blah, 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 into my mouth. I mean, they're pretty, pretty thick Christmas cookies, too, so. But Becky comes in, and right away she goes, Oh, I smell roast turkey, hot apple cider, and pumpkin pie. He's like, oh, Danny gets up, goes over to the kitchen counter, and takes the air freshener. And he says, it's can of Christmas, now with more nog than ever. I really wish, that would be so cool if they came out with, because they have like different variations of air fresheners when it comes to the holiday season. I know Glade has one that is like a pumpkin pie with like nutmeg. Um, there's also one that is like an apple pie scented one. There's one that's like sipping cider. This all different types of smell and Bath and Body Works. I mean, I go there a lot and I just stock up on the little wallflower scents. There are so many. There is um, and I also have the candles. This weekend I was burning the hot cocoa one. Um, I also just got a new one called Chocolate Lava. I still have a couple from last year. One is Maple Pancakes, and the other one is oh, the other one that oh, I love it so much. It's so good. Marshmallow Fireside is. So Smells amazing. 
But I get a bunch of, like, Christmas scents that I only, like, have in the wallflowers around Christmas. So it makes each... I even have one in Quinn's room, even though what's in there is, like, a treadmill and her litter box. But I have it close to the litter box, so that way it kind of... I mean, I clean her litter box every night. And I have one in there, um... One of those wallflower uh, scented things that just smells so good. I really wish like Glade and Air would, would kind of get on board a little more with different scents because it seems like the last few years they can been kind of going back to the the regular ones, which are nice. The sipping cider with the nutmeg and the apple pie and all that stuff is great, but it's like there's one that I don't like. It's like evergreen fir tree. By Glade. I'm just like, uh, I don't like that. This one I got, like, ooh, this one says, like, um, nutmeg or something. And it was just, like, the spray. And Jeremy sniffed the air, like, why does it smell like steak in here? I'm like, it doesn't. Oh, no, it was, like, praline and something. And Jeremy's like, I don't like that. Get rid of, just find something else. I'm like, Oh, I mean, it did smell alright to me, but it's just like, why do you think it smells like steak? Well, at least Becky isn't complaining about the fact that there's no snow in California and she wishes she could be home in Nebraska where it snows all the time, and especially on Christmas morning. So we've gotten, she's finally, a year and a half later, she's gotten over that. She's all about the magic of going out on Christmas Eve amongst the cray crays and doing a little bit of stocking stuff for shopping. And Danny's like, yeah, everyone's so happy. There's so much love in the air. And immediately, Jesse comes in yelling at Joey. Like, Joey, you're an idiot. Why do you drag me out on Christmas Eve? Because Joey's got his Santa Claustrum costume. Excuse me. And he had to go out and get it that night on Christmas Eve. So... This kind of sets up. Jesse's just, he's in a bad mood. I mean, it's Christmas Eve. Joey's dragging him with dry cleaners to get his Santa suit. And I guess the dry cleaners is busy because not only is Joey picking up his Santa suit, but so is 20 jolly fat guys, as Jesse puts it. Like, hey, Becky, you ever been mauled by 20 fat jolly guys? And she's like, well, it's always been a uh, fantasy of mine. Oh, she says, well, it's been a while. <laughs> Joey wants to make sure he, he looks good. He's playing Santa. Nikki and Alex are about a year or so older, so he wants to really wow them and impress them with his his Santa self. And the you gotta have a suit. You gotta have a beard. If you're gonna if you're gonna play Santa, you gotta have the three main things: uh, the suit, uh, the beard, the hat. Um, and a good sense of humor, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, Jesse is just, he's so angry. And so I would be too if I had to drag someone's butt around on Christmas Eve when you know stores are going to be crazy. They're going to be nuts. But I'm just thinking, stores close early on Christmas Eve, if any are open at all. Which I think that most stores probably close at like maybe 6 or 7, depending on where you're going. Anything, it's Christmas Eve. People are, hopefully people are going to be home, but probably some are like, oh, I forgot to get the nutmeg. I got to get more milk for the morning. I got to get some eggs and orange juice. And I'm still trying to figure out when I'm going to get groceries next week because 
Uh, I'm gonna attempt to get them Friday. It's that's Black Friday though, guys. I don't know how the stores are gonna be. All the sales, though, if you think about it, are gonna be early in the morning. So that stuff's gonna be. I might go. It's tradition for me that I've started this probably a couple years ago, maybe even a little longer than a couple years ago, where um, I will go see a movie on Black Friday. Can't even remember what I saw last year, but I know one year I did see Brooklyn, the uh, movie about the Irish girl who comes to America and everything that's really good. But this year, um, I think this week, even guys, I am pre-recording this, it's November 20th. Um, I think I might go see Frozen 2 this weekend, and then maybe just wait till Black Friday to see, um, the new Tom Hanks, Won't You Be My Neighbor? So, Won't You Be My, or Welcome to My Neighborhood, or It's a Lovely Day in the Neighborhood? I'm not sure of the title, but it's, um, Tom Hanks playing Fred Rogers. I want to see that. I was telling Jeremy, it's like, I cannot remember the last time that I saw a Tom Hanks movie in the theater. Mind you, him actually playing in a movie, not him doing the voice of Woody from Toy Story. Oh, the Mr. Rogers Tom Hanks movie is called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. So the last movie I saw in the theater with Tom Hanks, and he wasn't in much of it, it was called Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, that came out in 2011. Before that was Catch Me If You Can in 2002. <laughs> Green Mile in 1999, You've Got Mail in 1998, which that is a tradition my dad and I had starting in 1998. We went and saw um, Titanic in the theater, and then the following year we saw The Green Mile, we saw You Got Mail, we saw What Women Want, Majestic, and I think um, Gangs of New York, and the very last one, which broke the tradition, was Cold Mountain, and we went there, and it was all sold out, and I was so frustrated and angry, I'm like, this breaks the tradition, Jeremy and I had just started dating, like, two months prior, and after it was just, we decided, like, yeah, traditions are changing, you know, we had went Christmas shopping, in December, that was the last time we ever, Dad and I ever went Christmas shopping together. And the first and last movie I saw, or, or the first movie I ever saw of Tom Hanks in the theater was Forrest Gump in 1994. Yeah, my dad and I went Christmas shopping and just went, oh, oh, that was the thing. Remember how I said we always went to Old Country Buffet after we got done Christmas shopping? We found out that Old Country Buffet had closed. Like, great, that's another nail in the coffin right there. Um, so it was really, really busy, and we were driving, and my dad, like, stopped to let somebody, like, go in front of him. And that person ended up getting hit by somebody who was going down the, um, the... The lane that you would get into, like, say, if you want to make a left-hand turn or right-hand turn. Yeah, that person was just getting in front of my dad because my dad was going straight and the other person wanted to, like, get around to, like, turn left. And when that person was doing that, boom, right on the side. And my dad felt so bad. He just, he felt so terrible. Like, like it was his fault. Like, you, you didn't know that that was going to happen. Anyway, alright, let's play this clip. Jesse's in a bad mood. 
And this is just going to continue on until he finds someone else who's even in a worser mood than he is. turkey, hot apple cider, and pumpkin pie. No, actually, Becky, it's easy to mistake. It's, uh, it's my new air freshener. <laughs> Can of Christmas, now with more knock than ever. <laughs> so, what's in your bags? Oh, uh, I just got some Christmas stocking stuffers. I just love Christmas Eve. I love being out there. There's something so magical about it. Yeah, everybody's so happy. There's so much love in the air. Joey, you're an idiot. Well, if, if I'm an idiot, then, then you're an idiot's friend. You know, if I could take a candy cane, shove it up your nose sideways, I'd be a happy man. Ah, oh, the sounds of the season. You had to drag me to the dry cleaners on Christmas Eve. You know, the one day when everyone's picking up their Santa suits. You ever been mauled by 20 fat jolly guys? Well, it's been a while. Hey, if I'm going to play Santa's helper tonight, I want to be fresh, pressed, and stain-free. That'd be a new look for you. <laughs> that house out there. I mean, whatever happened to peace on earth, goodwill to men? I, I saw two women get into a slap fight over a Lego nativity scene. <laughs> All right, fine. Well, I think I'll just go slip into my freshly martinized Santa costume. Ho, 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 Ebenezer. Jess, I have something that'll cheer you up. Hey, Michelle, you'll like this, too. Look at this gag gift I got for Joey. Oh, man. Now I know why they call it a gag gift. <laughs> it's a party tie. Look, you put your drink right there, and then your hands are free to uh, find out exactly how ugly this thing is. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So, Michelle, what do you think? Ah, uh, it's hilarious. I'm just going to put this present under the tree. Out in the Did you remember to pick up some mistletoe? Oh, yeah. Two hours and seven bucks later. Honey, that's parsley. <sighs> Ripped off on Christmas Eve. Well, we'll just have to kiss under the garnish. You came your first Joy kiss to the world. Mistletoe. You don't even know what it looks like. So Becky decides to cheer Jesse up by showing him the gag gift that he got Joey. Of course, Michelle's come down at this point with her wrapped gift for Danny, which is exactly what Becky is holding. Danny's like, oh, God, that's how... Now I know they call it a gag gift. <laughs> and Michelle is just like, oh, I worked so hard to get that gift for my dad. All those nickels. I didn't have chocolate milk for a month because I was saving all my milk money to get him this gift. She doesn't say that, but I bet that's what she's thinking in her mind. Joey, of course, excused himself to go try on his Santa costume, which we'll get to that in a bit. Everyone's just making fun of this this gag gift. Becky asks Jesse, like, hey, did you get the mistletoe? And Jesse's like, yeah, seven bucks later, here you go. And she looks, and Becky looks at her like, honey, this is parsley. And I'm like, you guys shared your first kiss under the mistletoe in Colorado, in an airport in Colorado. You don't know what mistletoe looks like? It's not going to be in the vegetable section, Jesse. He's like, hey, we'll just kiss under the garnish. You see that some of the stockings that are hung up on the fireplace have stuff in them already, so that's pretty cool. Jesse comes into the living room just as Michelle is trying to pull the grate away from the fireplace so she can fit Danny's gift 
into the fireplace. I mean, that is so dangerous. I can see why they have a grate around it because you don't want that fire getting out and setting the living room on fire. Jesse pulls her away. Michelle, what are you doing? This is dangerous. You could burn the house down. And he's like, what is this? And she's like, something I want to burn? He's like, well, why do you want to burn it? And he reads the text says, to daddy from Michelle. And he's like, why do you want to burn this? And she's because it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen. He's like, yeah, I don't, I doubt that. I don't think it would be. He'd love anything you give him. And she's like, oh, really? As she rips away the package, because she really didn't spend that much time wrapping it anyway. And it's the gift that Becky and Danny and Jesse were all joking about five minutes earlier. And, of course, she's like, hey, can you take me back to the store? I gotta exchange it. He's like, out there on Christmas Eve? Are you nuts? I'm not, like, I'm not, no. And how is this guy still open on Christmas Eve? And Jesse's, like, trying to tell her, I really don't want to go out there. Can't you just go to the cereal, go into the kitchen, grab some cereal? Sure, your dad has been hinting for a Fruit Loop sombrero. Apparently, Michelle made Danny a Fruit Loop sombrero two years ago, so no repeat gifts. She is begging and yanking on his arm, and he's like, no amount of pouting or crying or like no whining, no pouting, and no quivering of the lip, okay? Then she says, even if this is the first gift I got for my dad with my own money and he's going to hate it? And then she sticks out her lip. It's like, that, that, the guilt will work. Like, yeah, that's how Nikki and Alex probably with a quivering of At this point, it's dark out. It's, it's probably gonna be like five or six o'clock at night because you know once December 21st hits and it's actually officially winter, the, st- the sun starts to set at like 4.30 in the afternoon. And then by 5.30, it's pitch black outside. I hope that that little shop is, like, right around the corner. I'm going to play this clip with Jesse and Michelle as she is goading him into taking her out on Christmas Eve to exchange the gift. It's a shame she didn't remember the receipt. That's going to be an issue. There are certain things that stores will not take back unless you have a receipt. Electronics is one of them. I know that Meyer has, if you have M-Perks and say you don't have the receipt, they can look it up via M-Perks, so. But I'm trying to be really good about remembering, you know, holding on to the receipt for something. I tried to use this massage blanket and it just wasn't doing anything for me, so I saved the receipt. I think mean, that thing was like $30. Like, no, I'm taking it back. Luckily, I just used it like that once that one day. I'm like, okay, this isn't helping. Back in the box it goes and back to Meyer. Michelle, what are you doing? It's dangerous. What is this? Something I want to burn. Something you want to burn? To daddy love... It's a present for your dad. I saved all my milk money so I could buy it for him. So why do you want to torch it? Because it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen. Oh, Michelle, I wouldn't say that. Look at it. I, I, I did say that, didn't I? Can you take me back to the store? I gotta exchange it. Out there on Christmas Eve again? No, 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 Michelle. Listen, can't, can't you just make your dad something? I, I know there's, there's, there's plenty of cereal in the kitchen. And I know he's been hitting for a Fruit Loop sombrero. 
For plot B, we move over to Joey's room where Stephanie and DJ are helping shove a pillow under G- Joey's Santa suit as he's trying to buckle it shut. And they're basically like, this is not going to fit under there. And he's like, you know what? I can't believe how much weight I've gained. You know what the problem is? Boing boings come three to a pack now. And it's like, <laughs> nah, I don't think that's a problem. As Stephanie points out to Joey... I don't think excess boing boings make your arms longer because his arms are like shooting out of that suit. Like, clearly, yeah, the dry cleaner gave you the wrong one. DJ brings up the fact that it's like, well, you can't disappoint Nikki and Alex. They're expecting to see Santa Claus. Then take the pillow out of there. It's not going to fit. But they keep shoving it up there. And they're making so much commotion because they're shoving it so hard that Joey falls back under the bed with the girls still shoving that pillow under that belt to get it under his Santa suit. Joey, you got enough enough girth without that pillow. You really do. I'm going to play this clip. As the girls are struggling outside in the hallway, Nikki and Alex are coming up the stairs and they hear all this commotion like, What's going on? Should we go check it out? Well, they don't say it as good as that because they're only like four years old and their speech is really kind of garbled. But when they turn the corner, like to look in the doorway, they see Joey on the bed and Stephanie and DJ are both struggling. And the boys think that Santa is hurting the girls because they're like, ow, ow, my finger, ow. They're all close. I can't believe how much weight I've gained. You know what it is? Chocolate boing boings come three to a pack now. Uh, Joey, I don't think excess boing boings make your arms longer. You know, Steph, you're absolutely right. I know what it is. The dry cleaner gave me the wrong Santa suit. Well, you can't disappoint Nikki and Alex. You just have to try and squeeze into the thing. You're right. Look, on three, Steph, I'll push from the bottom, you pull from the top, and Joey, you close the belt, okay? okay. okay. Ready? One, two, three! Okay, go, go, keep going, keep going, I got it, I got it, here we go! <laughs> that is ever going to come out of those little boys' mouths. Like, oh, let's go check it out. And you see Joey 
standing there as Stephanie and DJ are shoving that pillow. It's like, guys, this has been going on for five minutes straight. Eventually, you would have figured, if you had enough sense, that it's not working and there's no reason to proceed further. So they oh no, he's a monster. He's scary. And Becky comes up as the boys run to her. Like, mommy, mommy, he's hurting them. <laughs> and she goes over the doorway and Joey is in the doorway with Stephanie and DJ. Like, no, 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 I'm not a monster. And the boys just run off like they are freaked out. I mean, you have you ever had a piece of clothing that you haven't worn in a bit and you go to try it on and it doesn't fit at some point you're just going to have to realize well I'll just set it aside and I'll come back to it later or you'll donate it or you'll wonder how these fit me six months ago what happened yeah I feel the same way last year around this time I was fitting into a size 18 now I'm fitting into a size 20 it's like what in the what the thing is with pants, it's like, it's great if you can get them on, but can you move? Can That's why when you're trying on pants, you like, try to sit down. Like, can you sit down without the button digging into your, your stomach and stuff like that? You did that to yourself, Joey. <laughs> no, I feel bad. I mean, it wasn't his fault he got the same suit. There are like a bunch of Santas there, Jesse. It was in such a bad mood because, you know, everywhere he goes, there's like a hundred thousand freaking people there. And I feel the same way when I get groceries. Oh, have to be here at the same time I am. Alright, let's cut it across town here to Jesse and Michelle going to Mr. I think it's Draghorn. His little uh, as he calls it a a fun box. Which is basically just a gag store, like a joke store. The only thing I can think of that even comes close to that, but is um, Spencer's gifts. However, I don't think, unless Draghorn's got a back room filled with adult only, must be over 21 to enter, of other things. I remember I went into a Spencer's, first time I probably went into like maybe a Spencer's, My I was old enough, like I know what I was looking at. I was at least probably... 15, 16 years old in the cold. So my sister's like trying to cover my eyes. It's like, for heaven's sake, I know what this stuff is, okay? You don't gotta shield me from it. This is a pretty decent sized shop. It's got all sorts of Christmas stuff. I see like a movie slate that would have, it's like the thing where you say action and then you you know, shut the, the top part on the slate thing that has the movie written on it and take 252 or something like that. Oh, those bins right there must be the uh, buy one, get two free. And basically, I mean, this stuff is not just one of those seasonal stores that just pops up out of nowhere like those um, Halloween spirit store that just pops up in a vacant Toys R Us or whatever. This is a shop that basically these things can be purchased all year round. And the guy's in a bad mood. I mean, it is Christmas Eve. He's running the store. Actually, I think he's pretty much closed. Jesse doesn't want to be here either because he's got a bad attitude. But Michelle just insists, like, I have to exchange this. I want to get, get uh, Dad a gift that he's going to like. When you put one grumpy, angry store owner and a 
angry customer together, sparks are going to fly and not in a good way. Here's the clip. Let's hear the audience woo over Mickey Rooney when he pops up at the ta- uh, above the counter. <laughs> So first we see just a hand putting up a fake hand on the counter and a brain. And right behind the sign we see no refunds, credits, or exchange without sales slip. This guy pops up in a gray cardigan and a white and blue collared shirt underneath. And you don't see it at first because he's got the crazy eyes. You know, the, the, gla- the black framed glasses that have the springs of the eyeballs. And the audience just starts clapping and just, woo, 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 clap, yay, it's Mickey Rooney. And he sees someone approaching that door because he still has the sign on the door that says open. He's like, oh, I gotta go shut that. So he goes over to shut it as soon as Michelle and Jesse walk up to the door. Oh, Jesse's actually looking in the window to see if, like, anybody's there. Oh, there's an erector set type ferris wheel oh that's creative what's that thing that says something three dollars and 99 cents best oh best deal he goes over locks the door and flips the sign to closed as michelle and jesse are knocking on the door if you've worked in customer service as i have in the past you know the last thing you want when you're about to close is for somebody to come in. And I don't mean just I'll be in and out in a second. They get a cart. They start taking their sweet time. And what do you do? I mean, clearly you can't kick them out or say, we're closed, we're closed, get out. Um, When I worked at the video store, it'd be like, maybe 15 minutes to closing time and there'll be some people coming in and it's a video store so you know they're gonna be like oh and, and they're acting like oh what's new what's great what's good to watch and this i'm thinking it's 15 minutes to close like i want to go home and like have some time to myself because i've been here for like six to eight hours or like when i would work at um goodwill working in the back let me tell you um when it's time to close and you see someone pull up with like a truck the back is just filled with stuff or even a trailer of stuff it's like I want to go home I mean definitely if you work in customer service you know that you at the end of the day you want to get out of there you don't want some I mean But I'm going to play this clip here as they're like banging on the door to get in. Like, hey, you remember me, Mr. Draghorn? Like, uh, we're closed, we're closed. And Jesse is just being, he's being a bit of a antagonistical jerk here. As he's like, what, what, what? Sticking his hand up to me. He's like, I can't hear you. What, what? To the point where Mickey Rooney, which, why are you opening the door? That you Don't do that. And Jesse's like, hi, hi, as he practically barges, pulls, pushes the door open, like, hey, and Mr. Dragon is like, look, we're closed, we're closed, what do you want? It's Christmas Eve, we're closed. 
It's Christmas Eve, man. Well, it's great that you know the date, but it's too bad you don't know what time it is. You know what time it is? Well, what? It's quitting time. We're closed. That's it. Now, I'm gonna make this. Come on. I'm gonna make this very simple. Excuse me. Just, just one second. Now, this, 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 this tie thingy cost five bucks. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. And uh, and well, see this thing here. This cost five bucks. <laughs> you think your dad'll like this? Wouldn't. See, even exchange. Everyone's happy. Thank you, and. Merry Christmas. Now, wait a minute, sideburns. You're not going anywhere. Put the lap box back. No, no, no. I, I am going to go somewhere. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put this on the counter. Come on, Michelle. We'll put this on the counter. We're going to take the lap box, even exchange. Everyone's happy. Hey, 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 hey. What are you doing? I just touched the secret alarm. The police will be here any minute. You two are going to spend Christmas Eve in jail. No. Can't make a stick. It's not funny. It's killing me. <laughs> oh, Mickey Rooney. Open this thing. I gotta say, Jesse's attitude, he deserves to get locked in there. I'm sorry, but dude. And Michelle, sweetie, why didn't you get your receipt? I know Jesse's like... Eh. Let's go. We're in a hurry. Let's get it. It's like you should have had the receipt. Granted, she's eight years old. What kid remembers that? Probably nowadays. What if it's not on a receipt? Odds are, you're probably gonna just get like a gift card back, right? Michelle <laughs> calls it like I want to return this stupid gift, and Mickey Rooney is just he's offended like stupid gift. Do you know how many of these I sell a year? And Jesse's like, well, I know for a fact that you've sold at least two of them because Michelle's holding one and my wife bought someone one also, so. And the guy just, it's like, we're closed. Get out. Jesse is not willing to take no for an answer. He's like, well, Michelle says, do you remember me? He's like, yeah, I remember you. You're the girl with all the nickels, you know, because she saved all her milk money for like a month to save up for that. He's trying to push, you know, Drakeborn's trying to push them out the door. And Jesse turns around and is like, well, wait a minute. I mean, you say, what is the problem here? You say you recognize her. Can't we just exchange it? Like, this thing here, this tie, costs five bucks. Here's this. He picks up a laugh box, which is also five bucks. And it, that laugh box makes me think of, um, I just watched the episode recently from season one where Joey is l trying to get privacy... He doesn't have any. He lives in the alcove at this early on in the series. And he's playing this little tape recorder. That's the same. <laughs> you know, noise that's coming out of it. And Jesse's like, hey, Michelle, you think your dad would like this? And she's like, who wouldn't? <laughs> so Jesse's like, all right, here, even exchange. Puts the tie on the, on the uh, counter. 
and takes the laugh box. While he does that, Mickey Rooney runs over the door and pulls the, like, bar gate thing across the door. So, like, now basically you're not getting out of here. And Jesse's all thinking, hey, look, man, it's Christmas Eve. You say you recognize her. Just exchange. He's like, Draghorn's like, yeah, you know the date. That's awesome. Too bad you don't know what time it is. You know what time it is? It's closing time. Go home. I love how Mickey Rooney just, I mean, when this guy laughs, he like throws his head back and just big old belly laugh. He just, <laughs> I love that. This guy was such a treasure. He was, you know, back when movies were like being started, this was the guy. This was the guy. The same with Judy Garland. They were the it people of Hollywood at the time. They already have 90% off on wrapping paper because it's Christmas Eve. Nowadays, I think it starts at like 50% off, then 75% off, and then I think it gets to... I think that's as high as it goes. Maybe 80%, but I don't, I've never seen... Well, 90% is really rare. Usually it just goes from 50 to 75%. So I like that... Draghorn's got these insults for Jesse. The first one, he calls him Sideburns. Like, alright, you're not going anywhere, Sideburns. Put the laugh box back. So, yep. Jesse calls it an even exchange. I am going to go somewhere. I'm going to go home. Just here's the tie thing. And I'm taking the laugh box. Like I said, Mickey Rooney goes up. Mickey Rooney. Draghorn goes over, pulls the gate across the doors, and you, I just pressed the silent alarm, and you two are spending Christmas Eve in jail. And the look, Michelle's jaw hits the floor. Like, oh. Like, oh, sir, you were so nice. Actually, you weren't nice when I brought all those nickels in here. You were grumbling the whole time you were counting them, but. And of course. Jesse in this whole commotion of I'm locking you in he must hit a button on that laugh box because it starts <laughs> and he's like that's not funny and of course Draghorn is like it's killing me <laughs> Jesse goes up to the the gate that's against the door and it's like, like hey hello anyone out there and Draghorn, of course, is ignoring all of Jesse's pleas to please just open the door so I can go, go home. So now, of course, it cuts to commercial, comes back, and Michelle, of course, her jaw is firmly set now. She's wearing the same irritated expression as Jesse. And Jesse's just trying to reason with Draghorn, like, look, we were just doing an exchange. It's not like we were stealing. And, of course, here we get another Jesse insult from Draghorn as he's like, save it for the police, real cream. I don't get it, man. You know, we were just trying to exchange a gift. It's not like we were stealing. Save it for the police, real cream. <laughs> a... It's Moose. And two, bring those cops on, okay? Because I'm going to charge you with fraud. Fraud, kidnapping, kidnapping. and failure to exchange a cruddy gift. Cruddy gift? Mr. Draghorn, if you let us go, you wouldn't have to be stuck here on Christmas Eve. Well, I don't mind, little girl. Sitting here until justice is served. Yeah, and after that, he's probably going to go out and bag some reindeer. 
Say, Grinch, you mind if I have some water? No, go on, help yourself. Think of well. <laughs> he fell for the old dribble glass, Michelle. <laughs> Bill. Suit yourself. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So now apparently it's gang up on Uncle Jesse as Michelle and Draghorn are laughing at Jesse's expense as he asks for a glass of water. And he goes and fills up a glass, which turns out to have a couple leaks in it as it just dribbles all the way down the shirt. And <laughs> Draghorn's like, hey, Michelle, he fell for the old dribble glass. And Michelle's like, here, Uncle Jesse, here's a towel. Draghorn's like, oh, no, no, don't use that. And Jesse's like, just put it on my belt. As he dabs his, his chin in his mouth, and it's covered in, like, black, like, polish or shoe polish or something and they're just laughing and it's like Jesse's just giving Michelle like the sternest of looks like don't you be laughing this is you are the reason that we're here and we're stuck here he doesn't say that it's like I wouldn't be laughing Michelle I'm not too happy right now and I'm not happy with you now we come back to the house as Nikki and Alex are in the kitchen and Danny is at the kitchen counter asking the boys, so are you kids pretty excited about Santa coming here tonight? And their eyes just bug out of there. It's like, Santa's coming here? Uh, Danny, of course, does not know what's been going on. (laughs) With the boys freaked out by Santa, that whole exchange... As he tells them, which is going to make this even worse, he says, oh, he Santa waits till we're all asleep, and then he sneaks into the house. I'm like, oh, my God. That is so, got to be so frightening for a child that's scared to, to, to death of Santa Claus. Nikki or Alex, whichever one it is, asks Dan, Uncle Danny, you locked the door, right? And Danny's like, oh, no, no, that's the locked door isn't going to stop him. He comes right down the chimney. Like, ugh. So, Redshirt Twin says, I'll hide under the covers. And Danny tells him, no, hiding under the covers won't help. He sees you when you're sleeping. You're awake. You better be good. Santa's coming tonight. And they're like, tonight? Oh, my gosh. And the twins run out of the room shrieking. Ah, Santa's coming. Santa's coming. So, I don't get, I mean, I get the boys are like four years old. But the fact that they're saying their lines like Santa's coming like just talk normal kids you can do it I've heard you do it you don't gotta speak with a low baritone <laughs> and he just looks like what did I did I say something wrong here luckily Becky's there to fill him in and say oh uh Danny did I mention that the kids are terrified to death of Santa I want to play this clip with Danny and the twins because you don't really get a lot of scenes of him with the twins and when you do it's really really sweet and endearing I know I'm sure in the back of Danny's mind he would have loved to have had a son not that he doesn't love his girls I mean he's got three grandsons so no shortage of boys there so you kids pretty excited about Santa coming here tonight? 
Santa's coming here? Oh, yes, Santa's coming here. He waits till we're all asleep, and then he sneaks into the house. He locked the door, right? Oh, it doesn't matter. Santa just slides right down the chimney to get in. I'll hide under the covers. No, hiding under the covers won't help. No, he, he sees you when you're sleeping, when you're awake. You guys better be good, because Santa Claus is coming tonight. Santa's coming? Santa's coming! to you that the boys are terrified beyond words of Santa? No, but maybe that would explain why they ran out in a total panic. You want to help me pry him out from under the couch? <laughs> yeah, Becky comes from the living room as she sees Nikki and Alex, like, run and hide under the couch. And she tells Danny that the boys are scared to death of Santa. Uh, can you help me pry them out from under the couch? Oh, boy. It's just the way that they freak out is almost like they were told that the person who tried to hurt them has been released from prison and is on their way to uh, seek revenge or something like that. Like, <laughs> no amount of locked doors or anything is going to keep this person away from you. Now we cut back to the store as Draghorn is whispering in michelle's ear probably to play another trick on jesse who's still at the door just pulling on the grate like ah, help someone is there somebody out there it's like get me out of here if a person were claustrophobic this would be a major nightmare for them so i'm going to play this clip because jesse finally has just having had enough of michelle and Dreghorn teaming up and playing all these jokes on him. He finally unleashes. It's like, look, can you please unlock the door? It's Christmas Eve and I want to be with my family, okay? That really strikes a nerve in Dreghorn. And we worry about him. We get to hear about his little family backstory or lack there of family. And Michelle, of course, plays little Cindy Lou Who to this... Grinch like Draghorn. Oh, but of course, before this reveal and blow up happens, as Jesse is like literally pulling on the gates that are in front of that door, and he's like, God, I can't believe it. I'm stuck here on Christmas Eve when I should be home with my family. And meanwhile, we have Draghorn like whispering into Michelle's ear, like, Hey, let's play a drink on your Uncle Jesse. And then <laughs> Dragon, of course, goes over to these little these boxes filled with different, you know, joke things that are for sale. And he's got like one of those feather dusters. And Michelle, what she does is like, oh, Uncle Jesse, I think a dollar fell out of your pocket, which I'd be calling a bull on that because how many people just carry stray dollars? Or that aren't like in their wallet and protected unless you're going to use it right away you would have it in either you know a money clip a wallet what have you you wouldn't just have a stray dollar just randomly but jesse of course falls for it and michelle the, the dollar is on like a little piece of, of wire that she yanks away quickly He's like, oh, it must have fallen out of my pocket. And when he goes to pick it up, 
she, she's like, oh, my son, in my pocket. <laughs> and she and Draghorn are just laughing hysterically. And she says it so casually as he walks past her, like, oh, Uncle Jesse, you dropped a dollar. No inflection of any kind, pure emotionless just out of this girl's voice like she doesn't care she's not worried about getting home anytime soon apparently otherwise she would be but jesse's been out with joey all day he's tired he's frustrated you know it's christmas eve it's probably going to be busy like people last minute getting their santa costumes and going here going there that's why jesse was in such a hurry that he ended up getting parsley instead of actual mistletoe and the fact that now Michelle's dragged him out again. And it's just, he he's about seconds for, I'm surprised that he didn't start yelling at her. And Draghorn is so chummy with Michelle as he like throws an arm around her and kind of crouches next to her. He's like, hey, it's three in a row. We got this Yahoo, Michelle. <laughs> so clearly Draghorn is enjoying the company of this kid. We do find out later that he does have a granddaughter right around Michelle's age. So he, he's missing, you know, being a grandpa type. So he's kind of getting his grandkid fixed through Michelle. And once, I mean, it's Christmas Eve, unless you're Becky or Michelle, who else has stopped into this store to get a quote unquote gag gift from this guy? Cause that's basically all that stuff is. It's not anything that you're going to hold on to for very long. It's something you buy it as a joke, it gets forgotten, probably gets thrown away, like, after New Year's, when you probably pulled it out for New Year's Eve. Hey, check out this funny gift that so-and-so bought me. It's a noisemaker. Then you laugh at it for five seconds. You're like, ugh, throw it in the trash. Yeah, trash it goes. And even Michelle's like, oh, in my pocket. <laughs> and the look... That Uncle Jesse gives her is like, young lady, I'm not too happy with you right now. You're the reason that I'm locked in here. So I wouldn't be making any smart little comments. Jesse actually, he's like, Michelle, whose side are you on anyway? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. It was just a joke. Almost like she's offended that he's finding it offensive. Like, where's your sense of humor, Uncle Jesse? And he's like, look, I got a joke for both of you, okay? Cops want to arrest me? They can do it at my house. Let me out of here. If there were somebody that were locked in there that, say, was claustrophobic, they would be ripping that store to shreds because they would be that probably that stressed out. So Jesse heads back to the door again, even though it's still gated, and says, I'll get out of here if I have to blow my way out with an exploding cigar as he grabs it that's right by the door. Dragcorn goes over there and calls Jesse Fonzie. You know, I've always kind of admired, I mean, I don't want to ever grow sideburns on my face, but um, Jesse's sideburns used to be so well kept. But in the last season, they just looked kind of like unkempt and kind of even almost a little ratty. And it just seems so unlike that Jesse would even allow. Because even his, his hair, which he loves and takes such good care with, it just looks really long and, and just, I don't know. I mean, it's okay looking, but the sideburns are just, it's like they end at one point and then they just kind of, like, kind of go in their own little direction. 
So Dracomon tells Jesse that he got in touch with the police 20 minutes ago and told him it was a false alarm. First of all, I'd be like, oh, really? Um, well, because you've been hanging out with my grand, my, excuse me, my niece and playing jokes on me for the last, like, 30 minutes. So when did you have time to call the police? Yeah. So the fact that he admits, like, yeah, I called the police and told them it was a false alarm 20 minutes ago. Uh, yeah, I'm angry like really what are you kidding me so you've kept me in here this whole time what is your problem guess he's like oh is this one of your stupid jokes and of course Draghorn is just hitting him constantly with every pun about grease and hair humanly possible so he's like don't blow your top we don't want to start a grease fire and the way that Draghorn says, you really want to get out of here? Almost like, this guy, clearly he's lonely. Clearly he wants to have a fun time. He's Deep down, he is enjoying the company. Because he's, he's kind of almost like he's surprised. Like, oh, you really want to get out of here? And Jesse's like, yes, I want to get out of here. It's Christmas Eve, and I'm not with my family. And Draghorn, even with, you know, uh kind of almost resigned about the whole thing like oh okay i guess if you want to go I'll, I'll i'll let you out and jesse's like thank you that's what i ugh. so he goes over to get michelle like michelle turns around she's wearing the the groucho marks glasses and holding the fake cigar and he's like oh that's a silly idea i've ever heard about some Jesse just wants to get out of there. Stop. Put, take the glasses off. Put out the cigar. And let's go. Like, I've, I've had enough of this day. Jesse's like, let's go get Christmas over with. Because now, <laughs> he's so angry. He doesn't care. Like, let's just get this day over with. So I can just, ugh. It's like, I, I bet anything, though, once he gets home. You know, he, he's going to change his tune and everything. So he, he gets on Michelle, almost like he needs to explain it to her why he's so angry. He's like, see, Michelle, this is the kind of stuff I've been dealing with all day. Guys like him. And he's like, does this guy care about his fellow man? No. Does he care that we have family at home? No. And Michelle, all laughing aside now, she's got a serious look on her face like, okay, maybe this guy doesn't have family, and that's maybe that's why he kept us here. And then Jesse makes a joke about, hey, how... He's probably having Santa's sleigh towed as we speak. Because that's just the kind of guy that this guy seems to be. He takes Michelle by the hand, but she kind of pulls back. It's like, wait a minute, Uncle Jesse. Maybe he kept us in here because he didn't want to be alone on Christmas Eve. And Jesse bends down, like, gets in Michelle's face. Like, Michelle, listen to me, okay? He doesn't care about us, and we don't care about him, okay? Let's go. So, of course, as they head towards the door, Draghorn is like, look, you want to go? Let's go. Come on. Go. Get out. Get out of here. And this is where Michelle finally steps in and, and says, oh, she asks him what he's doing tonight. It's like, like, you really care, little girl. No, he's like, I got big plans tonight. That's none of your business what I'm doing. And this reminds me of that um, Christmas episode of The Simpsons. I can't remember what season it's from, but it's with... um. That toy that gets made, the Funzo, little cuddly thing. And um, Gary Coleman guest stars in it. And he plays a security guard. And 
Lisa kind of pulls a, a Michelle Tanner moment here, asking Gary, like, oh, what are you doing for Christmas? And even Homer's like, you know, my wife makes so much food and everything. There's really a lot of stuff left over. Would you mind to come over? And, of course, Gary Coleman's like, ah, oh, no, I'm having dinner at George Clooney's house. And Lisa's like, come on, Gary Coleman. No, you're not. Just come home with us. So, yeah, it's kind of like she does feel sorry for the guy that... I mean, this is really a classic trope, you know, you, you saw it in the in the Grinch movie with Cindy Lou Who and the Grinch. It's like, this guy is so angry. If only one person maybe cared and maybe asked him why he's so angry or, or invited him to have dinner or just something, to have some interaction. Because you saw just how excited this guy was to hang out with Michelle and that that's why he locked them in there. Because like I said, I don't think anyone other than Michelle or Becky has been in there all day. And I really would like to know, because he later on does say, I'm the one that had to stay here and take care of this, as he calls it, a fun box, this business. Well, his family kind of moved on without him and moved to, um, I'm not sure where they moved to, but we'll find out. So Jesse, who's still really P.O.'d, he's like, great, you go have your big plans with your family. Drive them crazy, okay? Michelle, let's go. And the war just at the mere mention of family, this guy just unloads. Like, you hit that magic, that button that's going to set him off. And I think that I'm surprised that he wasn't set off earlier when Jesse said, I'm not at home where I should be with my family right now. Because I'm stuck here with you. I'm surprised that earlier didn't set him off. But maybe I think we needed to hear Michelle ask him, like, what are you doing tonight? Are you all alone on Christmas Eve? And Draghorn slowly walks up to Jesse and just looks him in the eye with such hurt and everything. And he's like, well, family, huh? Which family would that be? The one who never writes me, or the one that doesn't phone me? And of course you get the audience going, aww. And you just see Jesse, finally, it's like, he, he gets it now. Yeah, underneath this grumpy guy, this Grinch, if you will, there is a man with a heart of gold, and he is a very lonely, sad man. My guess is, he is most likely a widower. You know, he's probably lost his wife. His children are grown and his grandchildren. He probably doesn't get to see them because his whole, you know, business, everything is wrapped up. His life is probably wrapped up in that business. And oh, I'm starting to get a little worked up. Oh, I remember the first time I saw this, I got teared up. I, I remember that because it just, it hits you in the feels just as Jesse is starting that anger and frustration is starting to melt away. Mmm, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I started to get a little choked up. And Jesse just looks at him and is like, you're not going to spend dinner with your, your, your family? You're not going to spend Christmas with your family? And Draghorn is still, he's still very angry and he's still hurt. He's like, yeah, you know, family, forget them. Forget them. They forgot about me. 
you know, I they took my grandkids and they moved away to Oregon. And I haven't talked to them since. I'm like, buddy, the phone works both ways. Did this end in a fight? Like, maybe they're like, hey, Dad, look, Mom's not here. If you want, come live with us. Come live with us. You know, I bet anything they offered him. up a room for for him to come and live with them and he probably said no no I have to take care of the store it's my responsibility you know your mom and I we work the store together and everything and this is you know what she wanted he probably wants you know keep it alive and keep you know for or maybe it's something that his wife just thought you spend too much time at the store I really wish you would be here and you know spend time with the kids it either or obviously but really what is honestly tying him to that store other than responsibility i mean you could just as easily just sell the store somebody can turn it into a froyo place or a mini starbucks or a what have you maybe even an itty bitty little coffee shop or a little bakery use the money go see your family set up shop in oregon oregon you know, get a get a little condo or something like that and just yeah, I mean you could do that kind of thing anywhere. You want to continue with a fun, fun business? That's great. I'm sure there are plenty of vacant spaces out there in Oregon where you can set up your little shop. Just yeah. Because you know whoever buys that building is not gonna keep that running. They're gonna want to do their own little thing. So of course, yeah, Jesse's asking the same question we probably were say, well, why didn't you go with your your kids? I'm surprised you didn't say, well, they didn't invite me. But he's like, no, somebody had to stay here and run this this fun box. I mean, people kind of laugh at that. You know, the audience kind of laughs at the whole, you know, fun box. Even though this guy, this guy is pouring his heart out. He really, really is. And he's, but he's still, he's trying to keep up that, like, I'm hurt, but I'm still, he's trying to keep up that grumpy, you know, exterior type attitude. Like, you guys are, might be trying to melt my heart little by little, but I'm still, I'm still tough. I'm still grumpy. They never asked him, which, unless this guy just, maybe he was a fun guy back in the day and when he was younger and just time and, and just the loss of his wife and just made him cold and angry and maybe their life will be really, hey Lund, how you doing buddy? <laughs> little bunny rabbit and I set up shop in uh, Quinn's room here and uh, London decided to pay me a visit <laughs> but maybe you know I don't know how, how, how many people probably do take eventually grown children take in their parents at one time or another when their parents maybe can't live on their own anymore and maybe it's just they felt maybe I don't know what kind of relationship he has with his kids. Clearly he hasn't talked to them in years. They haven't bothered to pick up the phone and call him. So it might be kind of dicey there. And but the fact that, you know, they didn't they didn't ask. Well, doesn't hurt to pick up the phone. I mean, you know, guys, phone works both ways. We know that. But it's hard. It's really hard to be that one to try to bridge that gap. I love how Jesse just, he thinks it's so simple. It's like, just swallow your pride, Draghorn. Get on, get your butt up there and see him. You don't know what he's, at some point he's like, you don't know what you're missing, man. 
Oh, he's, Jesse says, family is everything. You don't know what you're missing, man. And Draghorn just looked at him like, and that kind of sets Draghorn off when Jesse's like, you don't know what you're missing, man. And Draghorn's like, I don't know what I'm missing, man. I don't know what I'm missing, man. I don't know what I'm missing, man. I don't need to be told by some walking oil slick. It's like he really is trying to get that, that, that joke in again. <laughs> like, oh. And Jesse's like, oh. I'm sorry, I was just trying to help. So gone from Jesse is that anger and frustration. I like how, in a way, Jesse and, and Michelle are kind of alike in a little bit. They're always out there to try to, you know, help someone else who clearly looks like they they need a little a little boost, a little in the in the heart department. Dragorn is finally like, well then leave. That'll help. He's pretty much, he's done with this conversation. It's like, look, I know what you're trying to do. If I wanted to call my family, I could have done it years ago. I don't need somebody in here telling me what I'm missing by not being with my family. And telling me how family is everything. So Jesse pretty much like, alright, I mean... Basically, what else can he honestly say as he starts walking towards the door? He's, he says, Merry Christmas. Oh, I noticed that he's wearing, uh, Dragon's wearing his wedding ring. Or that might be Mickey Rooney's wedding ring. So Michelle turns to Uncle Jesse. He's like, Uncle Jesse, it's Christmas Eve. Can't Mr. Dragon have dinner at our house? And he is really... <laughs> he's like, why would I want to do a thing like that? And Michelle goes over to the counter and kind of puts her, her hands on the counter and looks at him like, so you wouldn't be lonely? And he can't even look at her. He is getting busted up inside. I think he really is trying, really fighting those emotions that are stirring inside of him. And he's like, lonely? I'm not lonely, little girl. And you see, cut over to Jesse by the door, and he's like, no, 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 you don't, you don't fool me, Draghorn. I know, I know that you would rather be with your family than here on Christmas Eve. Because honestly, wouldn't anybody would rather be with their family than have stuck having to work on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? These are the big holidays. They only come once a year. So much. So much can change in a year, guys. You you know that. So much can change in a year. That's why it's important to spend time with family. Or those that you love. Friends and family. That's why it's important to spend time with those that you love. Like I said, because things can change. You don't know when you're... <sighs> you don't know when you're not going to have another Christmas or another Thanksgiving with somebody. And I'm sorry that I'm getting worked up again, but... <sighs> Just honestly cherish the time that you have with those you love. Just... Make memories. Tell people that you love them. How important they are to you. Alright, so I definitely want to play this clip real quick of uh, Jesse kind of unloading on Draghorn. What? And you kept us in here the whole time? This is another one of your stupid jokes? Now don't blow your top. We don't want to start a grease fire in here. <laughs> you really want to get out of here? 
Yes, I'd like to get out. It's Christmas Eve and I'm not with my family. All right, you want to go, okay? I'll, I'll let you out. Thank you. Okay. Look at this guy. Let's go, Michelle. That's a lot of because they have their voice. Michelle, put the glasses away, put the cigar out, and let's go get Christmas over with. <laughs> See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is the kind of people I've been dealing with all day, you know? Does he care about his fellow man? No. Does he care that we have family waiting at home? No. He's probably having Santa slay toad as we speak. Come on. Wait, Uncle Jesse. Maybe he locked us in so he wouldn't be all alone on Christmas Eve. Michelle, listen to me. He doesn't care about us, so we don't have to care about him. Let's go home. Look, you wanted to go home, both of you. Get out. Come on, let's go. Mr. Dracorn, what are you doing tonight? Never mind, little girl. I, I have big plans tonight. Good. Have your big plans. Go have dinner with your family and drive them crazy. <laughs> My family, huh? Which family are you talking about? The one that doesn't write me? Or the one that never phones me? Spend Christmas Eve with your family. Forget about my family. Forget them. They forgot about me a long time ago. They went up to Oregon, took my grandchildren with them. I haven't talked to them for years. Why didn't you go with them? Why didn't I go with them? I had to stay here and take care of this fun box. <laughs> Besides, they, they, they never asked me.
Yeah, Jesse can see right through him as Dragon is like, why would I want to do that when Michelle invites him over to uh, Chris, uh, Christmas Eve dinner or just to hang out with the family? And he's like, I'm not lonely, little girl. And Jesse's like, you don't fool me, Dragon. I can tell that you would rather be somewhere else than hanging out here with your fake rubber vomit as Jesse picks it up. And, uh, of course, Draghorn gets, like, semi-offended, like, oh, well, that's real quality puke there, or that's, uh, you, prop, USA, uh, uh, quality, quality puke, quality vomit. And, you know, he and, and Draghorn do apologize to each other, you know, for making, you know, Draghorn says, I'm sorry about making him, you know, calling you an oil slick, even though, and I like how Jesse's kind of, bent over the uh the counter there just kind of got his his arms there and he just kind of head to head there with dragcorn and i like how dragcorn kind of like uh pulls up a little bit of jesse's hair and just like even though you are a, a court low and the just the smile and smirk of on jesse's face is just like <laughs> so yeah he, invite him, he accepts and he's like oh wait 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 i got something in the back uh, so, uh, now we're gonna come, oh, 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 um, I really like, well, um, Draghorn's getting, you know, ready and everything to head out, and this gives Michelle and, and Jesse a chance to talk, and she's like, do you feel better, Uncle Jesse? And Jesse's like, yeah, you know, Michelle, I, thank you for showing me something that I really needed tonight. You know, I was just so angry and grumpy the whole day, and it just, I really needed it. And it just kind of makes me think sometimes when I get angry, and then you see someone else that's maybe even angrier, angrier than you, like if you go in a store and stuff, and it's almost like, sometimes with me, it's almost like I kind of pull back on myself and thinking, am I really that angry? I mean, to the level of what this person is, like, yelling and complaining and everything like that. Because it almost likes me, when someone else does it, it's almost like you kind of look on yourself and kind of, at least I do anyway. And it's like, no, no, I kind of, and I kind of turn things around a little bit. Like, come on, I'm not, whatever it is, it's not that important to be that irritated or frustrated about it. And just kind of let it, you know, roll off your back. So back at the house, we got Becky reading the boys' uh, Christmas story, and Nikki and Alex, one is dressed in red, one is dressed in blue, 
They both have their hands over their eyes, and one of the twin, the twin in blue, is like, "Is Sansa gone yet?" And Becky's like, she's kind of rolling her eyes, like, "Yeah, Santa's gone." And the twin in red is like, "Good." So Danny comes out, and he's like, "Hey, Becky, how's the Santa conditioning going?" So Becky's like, you know, I'm reading on this story here, and I think we show them a few positive images. We can move this from a hate to a strongly dislike. And I like what Danny and kind of DJ and the kind of rope comment into this too, to kind of help this whole, uh, it's not so much that they hate Santa, they're just, they're frightened of him. Just that image of him, what looked like to them, was Santa attacking their cousins. But before we get to that, Danny's got some yummy Santa cookies. Jeremy's actually going to be making Christmas cookies. Maybe maybe next weekend. I still want to make that, that uh, Christmas Chex Mix. It's a gingerbread cookie with a Santa hat. There's no beard. It's just like a gingerbread man with green icing. There's no white beard. I know they make white icing, Danny. You could have tried harder to make it look like a Santa. Maybe he thought if he put the red hat and the beard on there, the kids might get freaked out. So, baby steps. <laughs> of course, the twin in the blue shirt's like, oh, he tastes good. Oh, gosh, what is this developing into? <laughs> Of course, Danny adds a joke that neither of these kids are going to get. Yeah, Santa's fat-free this year. See, his belly's a little thinner. Oh, look at Comet. Oh, I like, he's got this harness on, and he's got these antlers on his head, and he's pulling a, well, it would be radio flyer wagon if they uh, had the uh, white lettering on there, but they're pulling a stuffed Santa and DJ's like, look who's here. It's Comet the Wet-Nosed Reindeer. Now, this is not the same Comet that was in season four through seven. This is a younger Comet. This dog's nose is completely black. The other Comets was black, but it had a bit of uh, a tinge of pink to it. I like how Stephanie and DJ get into this, this big, fluffy, stuffed Santa. DJ says, see, now you can have Santa on your lap. And it's just one Santa for the boys to squeeze and hug together. And I was kind of thinking about this earlier. If these were twins, wouldn't they be kind of fighting over this thing? Like, no, it's my turn. No, it's my turn. Like, I'm surprised they didn't get them each exactly identical Santas to hug. But the boys don't have a problem with it. And the twin and blue is like, oh, wow, he's soft as DJ hands the little uh, stuffed Santa to them. And uh, Becky's like, see, Santa loves you. Aw, I love how the boys cuddle with this stuffed Santa. It's so cute. So Danny's like, all right, mission accomplished. I think we got him over their Santa claustrophobia. Um, Danny, come on. You know claustrophobia has to deal with being scared of being in tight places and small places, right? What I want to see if there is, there's got to be, there's like a name, a phobia name for just about anything now. I want to see if there is, in fact, a Santa type of phobia. So I'm going to play this clip with Becky and the boys and them getting their cute little Santa stuffed 
So here's the real test. As we hear a ho, ho, ho coming from the other side of the door, we see Stephanie kind of whisper to DJ, like, oh, I think Joey found another suit. And they're a little nervous because the boys like the stuffed Santa that they can hold, but how is this going to go of them actually seeing Santa? Granted, now we have another problem because Joey comes in dressed in a Easter rabbit outfit. Where he's, you know, his explanation for this, of course, is like, I know the boys are freaked out of Santa. I get it. I just happened to dig around and I happened to find my Easter costume. I'm like, dug it out from where? Did you wash it first? Oh, it probably reeks. Of course, he capped off the costume with a Santa hat. The boys, of course, are not impressed. They're like, we want Santa. Wait, what, Santa? This is just, it's its weird and it's its creepy. I, I mean, granted, props to Joey for an attempt. He could have just put on the Santa suit. I know it didn't fit, but it's not like you needed, you never needed the pillow. Because the girls kind of look at Joey in that rabbit costume and they're like, oh, I see the pillow worked, huh? And he's like, I'm not using a pillow. It's like, you didn't need to put on a pillow in the original suit that you had. That was a problem. You're shoving up a pillow underneath a belt in a Santa suit that didn't need to have a pillow shoved under it. I mean, I'm not calling Jeremy, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Joey, I'm not saying that he's a, you know, a hefty guy, but he doesn't need that to fill out that suit that he was wearing. Of course, Lucky for the boys, Jesse and Michelle come back and they have a surprise. Santa Claus, it's Mr. Draghorn. And we we know that Jerry, 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 Jeremy, Joey, oh my, too many J names. Um, Joey, most likely, that's probably his uh, place that he gets up. He gets all his comedy stuff. It's probably at Draghorn's shop. So he's keeping Draghorn in business all these years. Becky and, um, you know, Michelle, of course, know him because they got those, you know, Santa, you know, uh, Christmas tie thingies. And the guy's got gifts for everybody, but we really only see. But I love how the boys go right up. They go right up running up to Santa. And it's like, aww. You see, they do have the tree set up. And they do have some presents under. I mean, it is Christmas Eve, so yeah, you're going to want to get those presents. And I'm just kind of looking at <laughs> Joey's costume. Because he's got the little thing around his neck that's got, like, the bunny nose with the little, you know, the little two front buck teeth and everything. It made me think how um, McDonald's, back in the late 80s, I want to look up when that actually was. Because I remember I had um, had that when I was um, little. You know, the little ones that were on a string that you could put over uh, your nose and part of your mouth. I had the tiger one. I looked it up. It was back in 1987. I would have been five. I remember because it was Halloween, and I, w I think it was a tiger or something. I love how Joey goes up in his pink bunny costume and puts his, extends his hand out like, Merry Christmas, Santa. And, of course, <laughs> Tricorn just looks at him like, oh, Merry Christmas, bugs. <laughs>
So he's handing out stuff, or there's these giant glasses. So clearly, yes, all the stuff he gives is going to be from his shop. I'm sure he'll just write it off, you know, a tax thing, like, uh, maybe he'll just say, like, they were stolen or, like, lost or something like that. Missing inventory or whatever. I doubt those things cost that much. I mean, I'm sure, like, he, whatever. It was no big loss that he could just give them. Kind of like uh, Mr. Duncan's toy chest in Home Alone 2 when he, because Kevin helped um, save his store from really being robbed. And he just, Duncan donated a, like, huge truck, semi-truck truck full of toys to the McAllister family. Um... What happened was Michelle explained to her dad, like, I got you this really dumb gift, this stupid gift. I knew you wouldn't like it. And he's like, honey, any gift you get from me, I'm going to love. She's like, but I got you something better. And pretty much it's just in a paper sack that, I can't, that she just got it. And it's really cool, which you probably can find this at a... um anywhere, any store, a, um, a Christmas, you know, candy cane shaped, um, electric toothbrush. And Michelle said, I wanted to get you the best present that I could because I love you. And, uh, it's a musical one too. Oh, that's so cool. Granted, like the day after Christmas, like, uh, okay. Um, just rem hopefully they have like replacement, uh, toothbrush heads for that too. But you know, it's going to get no one wants to hear about Christmas on the 26th of December. <laughs> like, Christmas is done. The 25th, once it's over, it's over until next year. Jesse pulls aside Draghorn and gives him a portable phone and says, you know what this is for? You can call your family. So he does. And I think he might get one of his grandkids. I think it's his granddaughter on the phone. And she's, he's like, hi, honey. This is your grandpa. And he's like, well, Merry Christmas to you, too. And it's so sweet. And he brings the phone over to the family just so that way. Because the family is all singing Christmas tunes now. And it's just really sweet. I like this sweet little moment between, uh, I, I honestly say it's a sweet moment between, you know, Bob Saget and um, Mickey Rooney where... Danny's holding the electric toothbrush, and Mickey Rooney's got the phone in his hand, and he puts an arm around Danny, and just kind of goes in close, and their foreheads kind of touch, and it's just, it's a sweet, quick moment. It's like, aww. Danny's forehead touching a legend, Mickey Rooney. Aww. And this is just such a sweet episode. They get that same Christmassy border, and it says in yellow font, we wish you a joyous holiday season. So no Merry Christmas, but a holiday season. And that there is the episode. So I there's a website here. It looks like it's just like a blog from three years ago. And it's talking about different types of Christmas phobias. Um, one is, I think it's cellophobia is the fear or dislike of flashes of light. A person with this phobia would have a really hard time in any place decorated with flashing Christmas lights. Many Christmas decorations are also covered with flashing lights of many color art. Festi festivals... Festival... Festival... Sophobia? Like, sorry guys, I'm having a hard time pronouncing. Is the fear of the whole Christmas thing? I guess you were afflicted with festival phobia then you probably would have every fear on this list 
Wow, this would not make life very fun at all. A person who has this fear would probably choose to become a hermit. Okay, that's enough. That person's just kind of being mean now. Because um, I wanted to see, I know that there's a fear for, um, there's got to be a fear for Santa. There's one that's actually, uh, Sassano? Cassano? Sassanophobia is the fear of kissing under the mistletoe. Wow, okay. I didn't know there was one for that. There's syngenisophobia, sometimes called familiophobia. It refers to a fear of relatives, which can include close family, such as siblings or distant relations. Okay. I can't pronounce this one. G-H-A-B-H phobia. Gehabophobia? Who doesn't like a present? A person with gehabophobia, that's who. Here's one example of this phobia. A person with social anxiety who hates the attention placed on them once they receive a gift. You know, and that's the thing. I mean, I don't have the... I think um, one example I could give of that was when I had my bridal shower. And of course, you know, the bride is the center of attention. And people are giving you these gifts and you're supposed to open them in front of people. And I think it just... That made me really uncomfortable because I'm not really good with being the center of attention and rarely if ever happens like what the, my bridal shower and my, my wedding day. But I wasn't getting handed gifts on my wedding day, but still. Alright, so Santaphobia, it's pretty much the fear of Santa. Okay, so they don't cut any corners with that. Santaphobia or Clausophobia is the fear of Santa Claus. It is typically suffered by young children who encountered with Santa Claus. The fear is linked to Christogeneticophobia. Well, this is a very long word. Fear of Christmas and Santa Claus is the official Christmas mascot. All right. Um, one thing I wanted to look up was the where you can find mistletoe or the price of mistletoe. Oh, here we go. Okay. There are a couple places where you can buy fresh mistletoe online and available for purchase. Starting in November and through December 10, you can order real mistletoe from Triumph Plant. You can also order mistletoe from mistletoe.com. You can also apparently order some from Amazon too. Burpee Live Decorative Mistletoe for $9.65. Uh, Kurt Adler Mistletoe Ball Ornament. I don't know. That doesn't look like real mistletoe. Artificial Mistletoe for $59. Also, you know, if you have Prime, so that's also you get free. Real Mistletoe Preserved, $8.99. Kissing Crystal Arctic crystal Christmas Mistletoe. Oh, it's an ornament. No, I want real mistletoe. Why don't we look up that mistletoe.com? Mistletoe.com. I can't even spell mistletoe right, apparently, either. Uh, here we go. Mistletoe.com. Oh, what is it? Oh, man. I don't, I don't know what that site was, but that's not what I'm looking for. Mistletoe. Oh, for heaven's sake. To buy. Uh, well, you can America's online mistletoe shop. There we go. See, that's what I'm looking for. Mistletoe. 
I don't want to buy any for myself. I just want to see. Uh, here we go. Due to a winter storm warning, all orders placed are on or between November 27th and December 1st are currently expected to ship on Monday, December 2nd. All right. 24 days, 5 hours, 17 minutes, and 26 seconds until Christmas. Um, why choose our mistletoe? Quality organic mistletoe for our customers. Oh, that's pretty cool. But it doesn't give a price. Ooh, what's that noise? Oh, someone's sending me a message? No, I don't want help. I'm not here to order your mistletoe. Thank you. Okay, that's enough. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I hope you guys like the episode. I know that I said, like, season six is Christmas was, like, my second favorite, and this was my third. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I kind of want to move up the... Eight, season 8 one to the number 2 spot and then the number uh, season 6 to the number 3 spot if I had to rank them like 1, 8, 6 I don't know because Mickey really did a really great job I know that you know by then the season was really like everyone was ready to like get out the door and, and leave by that point Um, but I really really liked this episode I thought it was good. It was heartfelt. I know it's a tropey message with the little girl helping the grumpy old man find his Christmas spirit and everything, but um, it was cute, and I definitely got a little choked up there in the middle of it, which is to be expected. So I'm going to have to say best outfit. Um, I honestly, I think I to go with um Stephanie's like lavender um silk shirt with the black vest I mean it's pretty typical but I I liked it um worst is gonna be that bunny suit I mean come on Joey why did you you didn't even really need to do that Granted, nobody was expecting Mickey Rooney dressed as Santa Claus to walk through or Mr. Draghorn dressed as Santa to walk through the door and kind of help the situation with the boys but once they hugged that little stuffed Santa, they were won over immediately. Their their Santa fear, phobia, whatever you want to call it, was gone. And I think a lesson learned from this episode is going to be just, it's going to be pretty simple is what I said earlier. Just Christmas comes once a year. It's one of the big holidays just in Thanksgiving. And just spend time with your, if, if you can't get to your family this time of year, Call them. Call them, text them on the phone. Let them know you're thinking about them. And, and Dreghorn's situation with him just kind of whether he had an argument with his kids and they just kind of cut ties with each other. If you can just set that aside, just set it aside for a day and just call. Because like I said, guys, so much happens in a year. 365 days, 12 months. Just, just call. Just go visit. Just whatever. Just let family know you love them, that you're thinking about them. 364 days out of the year, if you want to be angry at someone, great. But that day, just, just give them a call. Put your differences aside and just say, hey, I know we're not on the best of terms, but I just want to, you know, wish you a Merry Christmas. Because like I said, you don't know if you're going to get a chance that's why I said for Thanksgiving and for Christmas, like, I want to get out there 
you don't know. I don't know. This could be my dad's last Christmas. And unfortunately was. So. So as far as if I had to go with a relatable character for this episode. I guess I could kind of relate with, with Jesse. With the getting irritated and stuff like that. Especially if you... You've been out all day, everyone's in a bad mood, or people are just not having the Christmas spirit, and it, it, that feeling is kind of catching. It kind of is. But I think sometimes it takes someone else having an even worse attitude than you to kind of rein it in and, and really realize, like, is what I'm angry at really worth it? I mean, does it really even matter? Alright, well, the next episode I'm going to be doing is from Fuller House, the first Christmas episode, December, excuse me, <laughs> season 2, episode 12, entitled Nutcrackers. Tis the season to be in love, but Stephanie doesn't want to hear it. Max gets a girlfriend for Christmas, and Ramona suits up for the Nutcracker. Alright, I'm excited to watch this one. So, and after this episode of Fuller House, we are going to jump into Season 4, Episode 1, entitled Oh My Santa, which, that one's going to get me. Obviously, my relatable character is going to be Max, because Max is feeling the missing, he's having the missing dad blues for Christmas, and it's like, I know, that's going to get me, it's going to get me hard, so... Get me emotional, get me in the feels, all of it. So in that episode, when Max gets, gets a case of the bah humbugs and Tommy has a meltdown at the mall, which we don't see, and even DJ, I think, I remember watching this episode, and she really kind of blows that out of proportion with, with that whole thing. Like, oh, don't mention Santa, Tommy's having a terrible time. Tommy is fine he gets home and it doesn't even look like it even faced him granted dj holds up the picture for proof and you see tommy's crying face but max is the one that's really just not having the best attitude and you find out why later but uh yeah dj does everything she can to get the family back in the christmas spirit so that's not going to be Next week, it's going to be the week after. So, a lot of Christmas stuff coming at you guys. A lot of Christmas stuff. And, of course, next December 6th is the release of Season 5. So, I'm going to be working on that as well. I'm going to be working on watching it for my own enjoyment. And then I will cover the first episode for uh, the podcast. I will probably either do that maybe December, but I might hold off and wait and do it in January because I want to watch them for my own pleasure pleasure first so and of course the last week in November to ring in the new year I will be watching Full House Happy New Year's and of course the Fuller House episode from season two I believe it is called Happy New Year Baby so a lot of stuff coming your way, guys, this uh, this December, as tomorrow is December 1st. So uh, I think it's going to be a good year. Just looking forward to 2020, new possibilities. Yeah. Just, I hope that you all had a great Thanksgiving because I'm recording this, finishing up recording this on November 30th, the last day of November. So... If you guys want to email the podcast, I would love to hear from you. 
omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Also, if you want to follow along with the podcast, find out what episodes I'll be doing in the coming next year, you can go to Facebook at Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas. Full House, Fuller House Podcast. You can type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. It should come up in the search bar. So, all right, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful December. I hope it's filled with lots of happiness and laughs and love and and, and togetherness. Bye-bye.